hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Spooktober Shorts. We watch Shudder. My name's JD. Who's here with me? It's Michelle. It's always Michelle. Holy shit, I got yeah, it right. You did it right. Guys, welcome <laughs> to another episode. As I mentioned, it's Spooktober Shorts every day in October, except for the days where we have our, our Shudder release episodes. We're talking to you about short films, 31 episodes, technically 33 episodes in 32 days because we also put one out on September 30th, and then we had our, our month in review episode. We got a lot of shit going on in October, Michelle. We do. Also, my cat keeps meowing at the perfect moment, <laughs> like a little hype man, and I hope that the like mic is caught she's, her. She's like my Flava Flav. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just the perfect hype like, man. For Spooktober. You gotta you gotta get her a collar with a giant <laughs> clock on it. I think that would be hilarious. Oh, she would hate that. <laughs> She'd do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're like you know, you guys know at this point. We've been talking about shorts all month. Uh this week is our, our miscellaneous, our hodgepodge category, stuff that didn't fit into uh any of our our first three theme weeks. Uh, and we got one uh, that uh, I think is going to be an interesting and fun discussion here today. Michelle, what are we talking about? We are talking about The Chair from the Curry Barker. Chair. Written and directed by Curry Barker. Uh, this yep. is one that Michelle knew about uh, long before I did. I imagine she probably read about it on like a bloody disgusting or something. Um, probably. And so... She, at one point, suggested uh, that I should go check this one out, and I did that, and, uh, well, look, guys, we're not, uh, this is your only spoiler warning here. We're just going to dive right in and talk about this movie. Uh, I thought I was going to do this one way, but I think the best way for us to do this is because Michelle is the champion of this movie. Uh, I'm going to hand the baton to you, Michelle. Tell people what this movie is about. Do your, you know, your... Your classic plot mm -hmm. summary. Tell us all about why you wanted me to see this short so badly. Yeah. So there's a chair and it ruins a man's life. He picks it up on the side of the road. He brings it home. Everything goes to shit. Everybody dies. There's an old man. He's wearing his girlfriend's clothes. His girlfriend's waking up and screaming, then smiling. Uh, a cop shows up and is like badgering him and then shoots himself in the head. There's a dead man in the laundry room. His girlfriend is masturbating in the bathroom. What is even happening? The chair. Nominated for Best Film at Los Angeles Short Film Festival and si semi-finalist at Burbank International Film Festival. The Chair by Curry Barker. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I'm not. No. <laughs> but I think... I guess <laughs> the one thing that I might take issue with here in the overall uh, summary of the film is you started by saying the man finds a chair and the chair ruins his life. I'm mm -hmm. not entirely certain that's what's happening here. Ooh. But uh, tell us why you love this movie, Michelle. Tell us why uh, you became a champion of this. Yes. So I love time fuckery. There's a lot of that in this where you as the viewer are experiencing time the same way that one of the characters is 
or characters is one of the characters are and at the same time you're realizing that time has been fucked with I really really enjoy that and it's hard to do in a film and I felt like this did it really well um I think the woman who plays the girlfriend whose oh, name I don't have in front of me I will be looking it up but uh she was fantastic and really good at being unhinged uh at all the right moments it did have a lot of dark comedy moments that made me laugh um old man I forgot his name too I should have dead man Franklin Thank you, Dead Man Franklin. He comes with the chair, honey. Like, so fucking good. Um, like, it, it just, it it was completely unpredictable and made me so uneasy and just kept throwing things in the mix that never felt like they didn't belong. Like, it wasn't so out there that I was like, oh, this has now brought me out of the reality of what this chair is doing to this man's life. It just keeps piling on and felt believable. And then uh, the ending, I still don't fully understand. And I would say that's really the only bad part. But I also don't know how they could possibly end this in a way that would have been satisfying to me. The actress's name is Haley Schwartz, by the way. Thank you. She was so Haley good. Schwartz. Yeah, I, I thought oh, the... she sold this completely. Yeah. And so, yeah, so Michelle uh, uh, was a, a big fan of this movie. She encouraged me to check it out. Uh, and I believe it was, I don't know, four or five months ago that I, I sat down and I watched this. Uh, Michelle, do you want to tell these folks what my reaction to this movie was at that time? You didn't like it, and that's crazy to me. I uh, Yeah, I remember, uh, I don't remember a lot of details because as Michelle and I have actually talked about uh, I tend to remember the most detail about movies that I either really, really loved or really especially disliked for some reason. And I don't remember a lot about this movie, or at least if I was talking before I watched the movie uh, again here for, for this recording, I didn't really remember a lot about it. I remember there was a chair. Uh, I remember that shit got weird. I remember that there was like some sort of ghost thing associated with the chair, but nothing about this really stuck in my memory at all. And that tells me exactly what uh, Michelle is saying is I just I, I wasn't really taken with this uh, and, and I'm not sure why. Uh, all that said, uh, to come around and say uh, I watched this movie actually two more times. I wanted to give it as fair a shake as possible. Uh, so I watched it yesterday, and I watched it uh, again today just before uh, we recorded this. And I got to tell you, Michelle, uh, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. This is a really good movie. <laughs> this is, oh, my God. I, I think there's really? a lot of small details in this that I, I must have just missed the first time around. Uh, no, this is this is really well made. It's it's really clever. I I am, interestingly enough, disappointed in it. Uh, for only one thing, and it is the ending, because this, maybe more than anything we've talked about all month long, uh, I want to know more about what the fuck is going on here. Wh who is old man Franklin? Why is he associated with the dead chair? Dead man What's, Franklin. He comes the, with dead the man chair. Franklin, excuse me. What, what, like, I want to, <laughs> like, I want to know more about what the fuck is going on here. I, I, like, I, I get what they're suggesting at the end. Uh, you know, is that maybe he's just gone crazy and, and murdered all these people and, and set up a weird uh, holiday murder display right there in his in, in his home. 
uh, or maybe he didn't. I don't know. Uh, and so in that sense, I would definitely love to see this feels like a short that has enough meat on the bones that it could be blown up to a feature pretty easily uh, and still be really cohesive. Uh, there are some there. The cinematography in this is fantastic. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. The the way they occasionally focus just directly on the chair and make the chair a central presence. Uh, and it does the squeaking. Right. Also, the chair Ugh. follows them from room to room, but you never see them move it. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I think is 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 a crucial element. I, I think a lot of people would just be like, "Oh, just because you didn't see them move it doesn't mean they didn't move it." But it also doesn't mean they did, right? And there's that enough of that. Uh, yeah, I uh, here's one thing that I, I guarantee you I missed the first time I watched this uh, that uh, just sort of threw my head back the second time I watched it, and I was like, "That is really cl- is the first time Dead Man Franklin appears." Right at the beginning of the fucking movie. Yep. He's not there. And then the car drives by and he's there. And I didn't I also even didn't catch it, it the first time. It's yep. like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> uh, just little yeah. stuff like that. You're right. Uh, the, the way the, the girlfriend, uh, Julie, uh, that sequence in the bed. I, I, I love how, and again, these are small details that I just, I didn't give the movie the focus it deserved. Uh, she actually mentions... Uh, in their first discussion about the chair, uh, she's asking him where they're going to put it, and they're going back and forth, and at one point he says we could just put it in the bedroom, and she says, no, I don't want to have to look at that creepy thing while near where I'm sleeping. And then later it's in the bedroom where they're sleeping, and she like sits bolt upright, and she's screaming and screaming, and then she just stops and smiles and goes right back to bed, and it's some of the creepiest fucking shit. Um, it, it's... It, there's like I said, there's enough going on at the end of this, enough chaos that I would like to see this developed more. But I don't know what the hell I was thinking the first time I watched this. This is, uh, I, I mean, it's still not the best thing I've ever seen. Again, because of my, 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 my just problematic need for narrative structure. Uh, but this was good. This is really well made. I liked this. You have now surprised me twice with the same short film. Because I had included this in, uh, I said that it was a little unconventional, but we were talking about our first half of the 2023 right. wrap-up. And I said that The Chair was one of my favorite things that I had watched, despite not being a full-length uh, movie that I had really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, and then you told me that you did not like it. And at first I was surprised because I thought like, wow, I I thought that was so great. And then I accepted it because I went, you know what? JD likes narrative. This tells you nothing about the chair. I can understand why he disliked it. So then when you you said that we... It tells you nothing about the chair, but I think part of what I missed the first time is it does tell you plenty about who Reese is, who Julie is, what kind of a situation they're going through. And I think it does successfully present the idea that all of this shit going on with the chair and dead man Franklin and all this is completely a figment of his imagination and he's a crazy person. Uh, But yeah, like that level of the story, I just missed somehow. And now you have surprised me twice uh, because now you're defending it. And that's just 
surprising to me. <laughs> Every time I've watched it, my love of it has increased. So, I mean, that could be it. Maybe if somebody out there doesn't like it the first time, just keep watching it until you love it. Just yeah. keep watching it oh, the, until and the other you shot, love it. Not just at the beginning uh, when the car drives by and then Dead Man Franklin is just there uh, and it's so subtle. There's no music cue. There's nothing. If you weren't watching or you weren't paying the perfect level of attention, you'd never even realize he wasn't yep. there. Uh, the I didn't one, even catch him on my second watch through. Aaron pointed him out. In the uh, uh, in the uh, the first shot where we meet Julie after he's brought the chair home and the chair is the center of the shot, but there's that mirror off to the side. Uh, and eventually mm-hmm. Julie walks back in and they're about to have the argument about the chair and we see her reflection off to one side of the room uh, and he's over on the other side. And what I love about it is because they frame it that way, it looks like Reese and Julie are both looking at each other, but also kind of looking at the chair. Uh, It's just a really incredibly framed and executed shot. I I really appreciated that uh, quite a bit. Uh, I thought there was a lot of stuff here, just in, in the cinematic language, the use of sound, the visuals, a lot of really interesting stuff going on here. Yeah, that uh, that same shot is what I was thinking. Like, this is either going to make or break it uh, for yeah. me the first time that I was watching it because I was like, this is so unconventional of focusing on the lower half of a room, staring directly at a chair. We can barely see the people having this conversation. So then you're just relying on dialogue without any actual action taking place to watch and that can be really difficult um but in this with the way that they the actors really do a good job of letting you in immediately the writing is fantastic and they do uh set up this really foreboding moment of the chair plus it's titled the chair so you kind of have to assume um that first time that reese just snaps back and he has just been sitting on the chair and hasn't even taken it home yet Oh, man, I was so along for the ride at that point because I was like, wait, all of that was made up. I did not expect that at all. I didn't expect this to become like an unconventional. Um, we, we talked about Oculus earlier in the month, and then I did go rewatch the full length version of Oculus. So I recently seen both the short and the, the full length, the short and the pants, as we have been calling them. And uh, this short does a lot of what I like in in the Oculus Um short and long. I, I gotta tell you Michelle it's wild that you just bring up Oculus uh, and, and chapter 3 the man with the plan uh, because I have just kind of been sitting over here uh, giving you your uh, your opportunity here to, to rant a little <laughs> bit as well and waiting for my next chance to, to say something <laughs> no it, not about <laughs> Oculus specifically but I was going to talk about how this movie and, and Curry Barker and a lot of the technique they use reminds me a lot of Mike Flanagan. Uh, yep. Especially, there's a couple of things I'm thinking of, uh, especially the um, the sequence where they're at the breakfast table and Dead Man Franklin is behind in more of a Out blurry of focus. focus. And he's, he's smacking himself in the head with the rock. Uh, but it's not loud, right? It's there, and we're watching it, but it's very background, both visually and sonically. Like, that really... I Also, I don't know if you caught this, but and this is another level where it's something that I just didn't catch the first time around, 
and I started to realize there's more cleverness at play here. Uh, so Dead Man Franklin is bashing himself in the head with a rock in that sequence, right? <laughs> yep. In the previous scene where he's come back from uh, what he thought was dropping off the chair and he's just learned that he's uh, uh, he's lost a week of his life, mm-hmm. when she's telling him about all the crazy stuff that he did in that week, one of the things she talks about is how he talked about murdering somebody with a rock. Yes, like bashing yes, his he head did. in with a rock. And there are just oh. levels like that where it, I was just like, okay, how many little, like I definitely want to watch this even again because I want to look at it and see how many small threads like that there are between different parts of this because stuff like that is a very subtle uh, and almost subliminal way of playing into that idea of which parts of this are real and which are hallucination. It's I, I just mm-hmm. I, I appreciated this so much. And I think it's a perfect uh, case study in why. Look, I'm not saying you should give absolutely everything you ever dislike a second chance. But if somebody whose opinion you respect keeps Aww. telling you that there's something here I think every now and then something is worth going back and checking out because it's entirely possible that you just weren't in the right headspace or you missed something. Uh, and I'm I'm so glad I went back to to give this another shot for uh, uh, for shorts month here because I really enjoyed this the second time through. That's so awesome. Um, every time I've watched this, this was my fifth time I believe because it's one that I've shown to friends I think it's really great or somebody will message me and say I just watched the chair because you had mentioned it months ago and holy shit and I go yeah and I have to go rewatch it again so I think this is the fifth time I've watched it now and every single time I have caught something new Um, like the police officer leaving the bathroom while buckling his pants after talking to the girlfriend and you're like what were you doing also I I don't know if you if you caught but after they they went in there like in that sequence, like after the the cops disappeared and he went to get the body, there's another recurrence of what is uh, what I think w- we just sort of assume is is her masturbating again, but the mm-hmm. cops aren't there, and it's like, oh wait a minute, hang on, yep, <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah, it's just yep. it's, it's no, nope, did not catch the officer uh, walking out. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 uh, there's just little details like that. Uh, that uh, here's what I, I uh, I'm also extra excited for is so I was doing some looking into Curry Barker, uh, who is uh, also an actor and has been in several things, including uh, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. He's been on that TV show Dave, Dave with Lil Dicky. One of my favorite shows. Uh, hi, I'm Dave. Uh, anyway, uh, but Dave. coming up. Uh, and it, it looks like it doesn't have a release date yet, but it's in post-production. He has his first feature film uh, as a writer and director. It's called Milk and Cereal. Uh, cereal spelled like serial killer, not like breakfast cereal. And what I've also noticed is not only did he write and direct, but the movie is called Milk and Cereal, and he stars in the movie as whoever the character Milk is. And I am definitely getting this thing on my radar. I want to see what uh, what Curry Barker can do with it. It says here it's an hour and twenty minutes, uh, so I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that for sure. 
additional good news, his latest short comes out in four days. Although by the time this Ooh. episode drops, it's out. So you can go watch Warnings. It's 20 minutes. I have not seen it yet because we are in the past. And the image on IMDb, ooh, I don't like up. looking at it. Yeah, yeah I don't like gross. looking at it at <laughs> all. So I, I, I'm going to put that on my list. And I hope he drops it on YouTube or something. Please, please don't be one of those things where you drop it at a festival because I forgot there's a festival coming up that will be that week. And uh, <laughs> and I really don't want you to drop it there. And then I, I don't get to see it for a year because that's what always happens to my life. Please, I know, it's the please don't be talk to me. Please don't be talk to me where I have to wait a year. <laughs> <laughs> please don't be talk to life. me. I have so many things that were dropped in festivals that I still can't see. <laughs> I know. It's so frustrating. It's so I frustrating. I, here's, here's my dream, J.D. You and I, famous podcasters <laughs> quit our day jobs i wouldn't i'm a workaholic so i would still do my day job oh i, also I be would a full-time be podcaster. Uh, well I, I mean i guess technically i i have quit my day job but uh <laughs> just uh not permanently <laughs> probably right. but yeah we need to become famous podcasters and be able to travel the world and go to these fucking film festivals. I'm yeah, finally at I've the point where I'm starting to have disposable income and I'm starting to have fuck you money. And I plan on going to some of them. Uh, it's starting like next year. I want to go to these fucking festivals. Yeah, like where all Fantastic these are. Fest and... Uh, exactly. Um, is that uh, the one that's coming up in a week? I have a list. The one at the summer. Alamo Draft House. Is that Fantastic Fest? I don't fucking know. I don't. But no, I uh, I'm with you because I uh, uh, as we started this show, uh, I also started uh, just listening to more uh, podcasts, kind of in that same space. Uh, people specifically reviewing horror movies, uh, specifically looking for discussion shows, you know, with with multiple hosts. And there's not a whole lot of solo host uh, review podcasts anymore because everybody knows it's all about the interaction uh, as much as it is about the the topic. Uh, but I have listened to a lot of shows where, like, there's one in particular where, like, they, like, every two months or something, it feels like they're doing a recap episode of all the cool shit they saw at this other festival that they went <sighs> to. And it's like, man, I, I, I want <laughs> so much stuff that I would like to be able to go see and do. And one of these days, Michelle, one of these days. Part of the problem is location. We are basically as far away from every film festival in the U.S. as you could possibly be. We are in the upper Midwest. So there's Texas, there's Los Angeles, there's New York, there's probably other places. But like all those are like the big entertainment hubs of the U.S. And uh, we do have a Fargo Film Festival. We could start going to that. For sure. I've gone to it. But I mean, yeah, but like, they it's, don't it's really do a lot same. of crazy it's horror stuff the same. there. I know. It's not the same. I know. Well, now That's I'm sad. Well, it is. What I made it is. myself sad at the end of this movie about a chair that ruins people's <laughs> lives. Is the chair in my house right now? Maybe. Is the chair preventing me from going to film festivals? Is Dead Man Franklin preventing you from going to film festivals? Franklin, is that necessary? Come on, you're dead, man. He comes with the chair. He comes with the chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I have to get an airplane ticket for Dead Man Franklin then, because he's got to be with me in all that the time. One sequence He's wearing the same dress as the girlfriend. What the 
fuck me. And saying the words at the same time she's yeah. saying them. Ugh. Yeah, this cast is fantastic. And I'm very excited for the short film Warnings, which is probably coming out at, at the same time that that festival is happening. And that's why I won't Sweet. be able to see it. And I'll yeah, cry myself we shall to sleep. See. Well, why guys, I already do. Definitely go check this one out if you haven't yet. Uh, I uh, And if you didn't like it, watch it a second time. Yeah, absolutely. Give it some time and then come back. This is one you're really going to want to focus on. Uh, don't do that thing Michelle does a lot of the time where you kind of like multitask and you just kind of got them. Don't, I so do that too. It, though. I do that too. Uh, don't do that. Focus on this one. It, it, it deserves your attention to its detail uh, and it's super good. Uh, Coming up, I'm the rest. Really good at multitasking. Thank well, you very much. I I believe I'm you are. Expert. I'm terrible at it. Expert. Uh, <laughs> uh, coming up, the rest of Hodgepodge Week. We do have a mini theme here for these last three, uh, and we're definitely going into. Uh, you know, ever since we started the show, we've talked about Shutter as being for content that is not just horror, but also horror adjacent. Uh, the next three days, I feel, are are pretty significantly in that horror-adjacent uh, region. But what we're going to be talking about is three uh, titles, uh, little one-shot things that were produced uh, for uh, Adult Swim uh, by a variety of different people, uh, each one of them about uh, 11 minutes long or so, uh, and, and we've got three of them that we're going to be talking about. What are we talking about over the next few days, Michelle? Oh, I just thought of the one and uh, got shivers. Um, I know. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, no. That's going to be an interesting episode. Okay. So, Opal is our next one from 2020. It is Adult Swim. Have not actually seen that one. Um, so, looking forward to seeing some of the more recent it's a, Adult uh, Swim It's fuckery. a stop motion animation uh, film. Yeah, which makes me very uncomfortable. So, I it's know. just, I'm not going to feel good for the next couple days. So, Opal, then we have unedited footage of a bear. It's just uh, a bear. I really like bears. Unedited um, both footage the forest of a creatures bear. Yeah. And, uh, and gay men, you know, like just a huge fan either way. <laughs> so, that's, that's going to be good. It's not that feel, kind of bear, good. Michelle. Oh, uh, damn. That would also be good, though. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd and watch then. It. And then the movie, short, nine years ago, gave me the worst panic attack of my life. So really? too many cooks. Too many too cooks. Many cooks. It caused a downward spiral that, uh, well, it didn't cause, I was in the middle of a downward spiral and I saw it at the wrong moment. And it is definitely my biggest mental breakdown. And a huge part of it is because of too many cooks. Michelle, you could have just been a little bit more specific about that and we could have avoided it for the show <laughs> literally all michelle told me is no, you're gonna make no me watch i'm saying we should again <laughs> we we should watch it because uh you know what i'm all about entertaining people even at my own expense um I, it's gotten better i have had nine years and i've been doing exposure therapy where i have watched it um, and taking deep breaths and been like, this isn't as scary as it was back then. So at this point, I can take a Xanax and get through it. Okay. Uh, well, as long as <laughs> as long as long you don't but hold it against me time, too much. No, God, no. I would have told you, like, I cannot watch that. Like, if I told you we were going to put a Serbian film on the list, you'd probably tell me no. And I'd say, okay. Oh, so uh, yeah, I would, do the I, same would thing. I would refuse yeah. to watch it. Absolutely. There's exactly, no way exactly. I'm not going to so, do that. It, it's not that level for me anymore. But I back would, in 2014, my friends thought it was hilarious to torture me, not realizing that I was actually having a mental breakdown. Oh, about that's it, so. really unfortunate. We'll talk about that. 
some of you know too many cooks. Some of you may not. Uh, I only put <sighs> oh it on the list because uh, uh, y- you may also remember uh, from uh, last holiday season, uh, Adult Swim did an entire feature film under the guise of their Adult Swim Yule Log. Started out as a Yule log scene for about a minute, and then it becomes this full feature length film uh, that uh, in the end credits is titled The Fireplace. Um, Too Many Cooks was made by the same guy who made that, and some of you are probably well familiar with it. Uh, I adore it. Uh, I thankfully was not going through a hard time when this happened. Uh, It's uh, if you don't know it. Uh, which wouldn't surprise me, because again, like you said, it's almost ten years old at this point. Uh, but this oh, is, uh, man, this is something. And then I realized that uh, uh, you got to do unedited footage of a bear, because that came out about two weeks later, a month later, right about the same time. Uh, and I then I saw this bear. short we opal. Nice for Halloween. Yeah, I saw oh, this short. Scary. Yeah, this short opal on HBO Max, and didn't even realize it was an Adult Swim thing. And now here it is. Uh, so that's what we're doing. Over the next few days, I probably spent way more time talking about it and explaining it than I really needed to. Well, that's okay. These are the shorts, and <laughs> we make the longs. Should we, long uh, we talk about as things. long as we're as long as we're spending all this time previewing future episodes, should we talk about what's coming up Sunday and Monday as well? Yeah, sure. Sunday, we're doing something super fun. Uh, we did get a recommendation from one of our listeners for a short to watch uh, as part of. Uh, of this series uh, that is actually a music video. Uh, and he's like, could we I mean, do that? I'm like, yeah, a music video is a film, right? It's a short film. Uh, but it also made me think of another music video uh, that I thought was cool. And Michelle had one that she thought. So we're going to do actually a triple feature uh, music video day on Sunday, uh, watching horrifying music videos and talking about those three different ones that we're going to be talking about. Uh, and we'll probably let you know which ones they are at another time. Uh, and then... I'm afraid to say the name of one of them on social media. Oh, is it the cattle decapitation um, one? Yeah, I'm I'm worried that we're going to get flagged by the bots, so I've been very creative That's, about it. I mean, it. You're, you're, look, as the, <laughs> uh, 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 I'll just let the cat out of the bag since Michelle brought it up. It's a music video that came out a few years ago. The band is called Cattle Decapitation. They're a, a grindcore death metal band, uh, and the song is called Forced Gender Reassignment, uh, which should give you an idea of what's in store for you in the music video. They're not pulling any punches with that title. Uh, it's not on YouTube anymore. Oh no, it was never sold. on YouTube. It was never. Oh, I have never seen it, so I I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, oh, man, uh, we will have uh, we will have a link to it in the in the episode description when it drops. You will be able to see it. In fact, I believe Bloody Disgusting premiered the music video back in the day because nobody else would host it, uh, and so I thought that was that was pretty wild. But, uh, yeah, and then there's a couple others that we're going to be talking about. And then uh, our last short episode uh, is a short called Finley. That was another one that was specially requested by one of our listeners. Which listener was it, Michelle? Uh, I can tell you in two seconds. Finley came from... uh, Oh, that was the Mocking Foron. 
talk to him all the, the time. The Mucking Foron. I like that name. That's on a good Instagram. One. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, guys, thank you for sticking with us so far through, uh, through Spooktober shorts. Uh, hope you're also enjoying, obviously, the, the episodes about the Shutter features. Hope you stick around after Spooktober. We've been having a bang-up month in the numbers. We really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. What else really do you want to talk about, up. Michelle? Uh, do you, you like? Know, I do you want to talk about banging once. numbers? <laughs> I I just thought about too many cooks and kind of blanked out, so um, I don't have anything else to add to this. Too one. many cooks will spoil the broth, Michelle. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I I'm actually hungry for broth now. Maybe I can start associating that with it instead hey. of you know. Worst mental breakdown of my Plen- life. Plenty of worse <laughs> things have happened than associating broth with broth. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Say goodnight, Michelle. Okay. <laughs> Good night, Michelle. We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media, your home for all of today's Rat Factoryist podcasts. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of We Watch Shudder are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Rat Factory Media. But wait, aren't Rat Factory Media and We Watch Shudder the same people? Shut your cake hole, Charlie. Nobody asked you. We Watch Shudder is available free on all major podcast platforms, and the easiest way to support We Watch Shudder is also free. Just leave a rating and review on your platform of choice. Merge your consciousness with ours on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We're at WeWatchShutter on all those social media platforms. Or find us the old-fashioned way on the web at WeWatchShutter.com or by email at mail at WeWatchShutter.com. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail at 701-566-9510. No, seriously, 701-566-9510. Try it if you dare.